0: This episode of Tinfoil Tales comes with a content warning and a reminder that this podcast is for mature audiences only.
1: Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon
2: doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure
3: on, correct? We stay until we win. Is that right?
1: At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me?
4: We're winning, folks. OK, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark.
5: And then you ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason, the Molay. Like, Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy?
3: Do is stand peacefully together as we are doing now, and we will win.
6: Everyone and welcome to Tin file Tales. I'm Sauce <laughs> and I'm Sandy. <laughs> sorry, Sandy. Sandy didn't know I was going to do that. I had to do it. That was my imaginary tiny little doll size megaphone.
0: <laughs> I knew it. I knew exactly that it was the image that went straight into my head. <laughs> ah, so. Those were the dulcet tones of suspended Dr. Billy Bay at large. A man who craves attention, a man who can lead a chant, a man who loves a whistle and a man who has a bit of a love-hate relationship with other players in the movement. That clip was from August 2020. But let's go all the way back to 2013 when we first caught sight of Dr. Billy Bay.
4: William Bay is a third year student doctor at Monash University from Warragul in Victoria. Matt Howard is your colleague from uh, med school. How are you, Matt? Good, thanks, Eddie. How are you? Good luck to you, mate. Uh, You've got a son. What's his name? Aaron. Aaron. A E R Y N. Where does that come from? That's like a uh, Gaelic variant of Aaron. Okay. Why don't you just go on Aaron? (laughs) I'd like to be different, Eddie. It is, though. Great name. Aaron, okay. Jasmine's at home, been together for 11 years. Let's go, okay, mate. We need to get this one right. You ready? Okay. Sir Ernest Shackleton was a well known what? Polar explorer, painter, architect, astronomer. Uh,
1: I've never heard of him as an astronomer nor a painter. Uh, Sir, needs to be doing something good. I'm going to go a polar explorer.
4: Lock it in. It is correct for $1,000. Born, grew up in London, and was an explorer, led three expeditions to the Antarctic in the early 1900s. A, a busy road. B, a foolish person. C, to zigzag. D, to hurry. Well, I don't think you're getting across
1: a road in a hurry when you're jaywalking. Uh, It's uh, against the law to do this in many places. I know, because I've done that myself. And so the answer is C, to zigzag. Locked
4: in. And correct for 1,500. Hang on. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I've mucked that up. Sorry about that, old boy, William. I said uh, zigzag to uh, was was right. I was actually thinking that myself. It's actually B, and uh, proving the point of both of us here. A foolish person. Oh. Did you know that? We obviously didn't know that. I thought it was the other way too. explanation actually is, J was a term for a foolish or inexperienced person, and a pedestrian who crossed the road dangerously or carelessly was considered foolish. Well, if you got it wrong and so did I, it can't be too bad. It can't be too bad. I always thought it was J because of the way that you walked across the road cutting the corner. Me and therefore being sort of like a J curve. But we've both got that one wrong. I reckon you're stiff, will you? I'd give you another go if it was up to me. Is it? Hang on, no, the producer said you have gotta go. All right, thank
6: you. His face when Eddie actually told him he got the answer wrong was just so sad.
0: It was <laughs> his little face. He just like was stunned. Oh. Oh, he wasn't winning much back then.
6: <laughs> no. Uh then he popped up again on local TV in 2016. This time he was a fresh-faced intern
1: with the fresh faces unveiled in Rockhampton today. 34 interns will do a week of orientation at Rockhampton Hospital before heading out to begin their careers as doctors right across the region.
7: They may not be in white coats or scrubs, but these medical interns are ready for action. So
5: it's not just a title, and uh, it is half of your life from now on.
7: They're just about to start a year-long internship in an area that constantly
5: struggles with a shortage of doctors. The more we can encourage young doctors like this to come out and stay and have a good time while they're with us in Rockhampton and Gladstone, it's better for the community.
7: There are locals, including some who grew up in
0: Gladstone.
1: It's a good opportunity to meet all the doctors and other staff here at the hospital and uh, get an opportunity to give back to the community that I'm originally from.
0: Oh, so fresh-faced and full of promise. Billy is out there living his life as a budding doctor, but something happens during COVID. He falls down a rabbit hole and appears to have taken up residence. Our first contact with Billy was back in June 2022 when Cafe Cooked were on their loved tour of Australia and stopped off at Tambourine Mountain. And like Moses, a man walked down that mountain. And not just any man. No. An Australian hero was born that day.
8: And we have here, who do we have here, sir?
1: Dr. William Bay, freedom fighter, Christian and man ready to go all the way.
8: I, I, I It breaks my heart that we have doctors having to do this in this in this day and age. It, where we are
1: is incredible. Uh, true, but I think it's our responsibility. We are uh, the profession that has been trusted for the health of our patients and we have broken that trust in my opinion by not standing up for our patients, not standing up in the right way Michael and so I'm here today to restore the faith in the medical profession by exposing the truth about this situation to you and your listeners today. We give up. None of us are giving up today and I don't want you giving up because I'm here to provide hope for you, I'm here to provide hope for the Queensland people by saying this to you this is my registration, this is my card Dr. William Bay, MED, APRA number 00096, whatever one it is. It looks a little bit out of date because it is. They've gone digital these days, like everything else. You can keep that, Michael, because after what I'm about to say now, that will be the end for me. Because today is probably going to be the last day that I can use the word doctor in front of my name because APRA... Screw you. I don't care what you do to me. I don't care what you do to my family. I have God in my heart and he will protect me because I'm here to tell the people of Australia now on your show that the vaccine is killing them. The vaccine is killing you. It is harming you. And as a doctor, as the power invested in me as a general practitioner, registrar, in the state of Queensland and as a freedom fighter and a man of God, I am telling you Queensland people in Australia that the vaccine is harming you. So doctors, join with me around Australia. I am standing today. I don't care if they take my registration. I don't care if they take my money. Stand with me now. Stand with Michael, my friend, and all these good people here today, and stand up for what oath you took, which is to care for your patients, to care for the people around you, and never give in, and we will win!
0: Gropey Grift is crying and sighing and wiping his eyes and gives Billy a big hug. The crowd are just drinking it up, calling out to him how they love him and Billy is finally having his centre stage moment. Just a quick visual here though. Billy is wearing a Top Gun inspired Ultra MAGA (coughs) T-shirt (laughs) <laughs> Ultra MAGA is a term coined in the United States after Biden gave this name to extreme Republicans during one of his speeches. And so Republicans embraced the slogan, selling t-shirts and then memes containing the slogan became popular on 4chan and Twitter, with the hashtag being used by Marjorie Taylor Green in a tweet that went viral. So Billy likes the Republicans. <laughs> no surprises there. No. At
6: one point, Billy is chanting "freedom, freedom," and poor Michael is just so overcome with emotion. He tells Billy that he loves him. It's crazy. I love. I look, you can, we can't explain how emotional <laughs> Gropey Grift actually is in that video. Like he's openly crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a doctor is. Coming out and speaking to us and agrees with us, yeah.
6: Oh. <laughs> Billy does go on to talk about the WHO, the WEF, and Bilderberg, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't just about waking up one day and being nervous about the vaccines. But we'll get to that.
8: I have to say, uh, in the last two years, I think this is probably the most incredible moment of the last two years. Okay. Uh, and I, I'm 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 struggling now. I know this question's <laughs> coming in, but I'm struggling. It's uh, I'm I'm in awe of your sacrifice of what you're doing.
1: Well, let, let's, let's make a um, formality of it. This is the broken cross that has, we have been suffering under. It is now time to throw it, away. throw it away. Because I will not wear that again until they restore humanity and rights and truth and justice in this country again. I'm free now, Michael. I'm free.
8: Finally. Thank thank I think you. I'm in love with you. <laughs> well, that makes two of us. <laughs> makes two. Yeah, there's tears everywhere here. That's just extraordinary.
0: So the cross he is referring to in that clip is actually his stethoscope <laughs> that he ceremoniously removed and threw away. <laughs> this really was a taste of what was to come from the suspended doctor at large. It appears that APRA didn't actually watch Cafe Cooked or any of the other Facebook pages the interview was plastered all over as nothing really happens after his big dare for them to come and take his licence. So our man, Billy, decides to take the fight directly to them with this career-ending outburst at the AMA conference in 2022.
1: something that, uh, that we need to incorporate into our, uh, our ways of doing business uh, and, of course, in our sector where mm. yeah. i Uh, Omar, I'm sorry, Um, my colleagues of the AMA, my name is Dr William Bay and I'm a GP registrar and I'm here today to ask you to join with the people of Australia and stop forcing these vaccines on people who are getting killed by them. Dr Professor Paul Kelly is a liar. He is gaslighting all of you and there is only a 0.27% fatality rate with the infection. And natural immunity has been proven recently in a Qatar study that it gives you
3: 97.3% immunity for life against all variants. All GPs, all doctors of Australia, you are on notice by the people of Queensland. This is the Queensland people's protest and you have... Been warned!
1: You, sure.
3: How does it be? doctor the <laughs> you have been warned! The people of Australia hear you! One shot, two shots, three shots, four! How many shots before you hit the floor? One shot, two shots, three shots, four! How many shots before you say no more? One shot, two shot, three shots, four? How many shots before the people say no more?
6: Just quickly, before we board the now runaway train, this isn't the first time Billy has had a problem with APRA. Back in 2018, he sent a letter to the medical board in response to their draft code of conduct, specifically around social media posts. Dr. Bay argued that doctors should be allowed to have dissenting opinions and should be able to share their views openly. And look, In principle, I agree with this, but this was before the world went bananas, and people thought reading a non-peer-reviewed paper was evidence of a global cabal trying to take over the world by either killing us, injecting us with 5G, or turning us all into lizards.
0: Where are we? (laughs) And in 2023,
6: with the benefit of hindsight, maybe old mate was already primed. I don't
0: know. (laughs) Well, if he wasn't primed back in 2018, I'm pretty sure I know who stoked the fire in Billy's belly. Okay, let me set this up. Remember back in episode three, we discussed Maria Z and her projection to America via Stu Peters? In case you don't recall, or if you haven't listened to it, here's an example we took from an interview she did with Stu on the Stu Peters show.
2: perception thing is just blowing up so huge that it's right in front of your face so much to the point where I can't discount you telling me that there is man-made flooding happening and that homes are being wiped out so that people can be displaced from their homes that they have created for their families to be pushed into pods of starvation and camps of imprisonment where they will be injected every week uh, and told what to do by some external device that controls them through nanobots. I mean, all of this stuff just no longer seems far-fetched. Where are we, Maria?
7: It's it's a dystopian nightmare, Stu, and it's exactly what they wanted to create. I don't think it sounds too far-fetched anymore uh, because we're, we're seeing it. We're, we're seeing the very steps that we've been warning people are coming. Uh, we're seeing it unfold before our very eyes. You're right about the deception. People are feeling very, from what I'm hearing, especially here, they don't know who to believe and what to believe anymore, Stu. But what we have is the truth. We We will continue to dig to get to the bottom of it. And I always say, People, if, if if you're prepared for the worst and hoping and praying for the best, you'll be able to cope with the deception a lot easier.
0: That's Maria Z telling the truth no matter the cost. And Stu, who we refer to as Alex Jones from Wish, he is a very, very mm. bad version of very Alex bad. Jones. Very bad. And Billy, well, Maria Z is someone he credits for having played a part in realizing the error of his ways. During an interview with her. He even admitted it was her content that helped him realize that what he was doing practicing as a doctor was being complicit in a genocide and he should cease immediately. What an opportunity to fight our again. And Maria, for sure, took the moment to pat herself on the back for having turned this doctor around to her views by planting the seeds that led to his great awakening.
7: So, someone saying we can't, we just can't wake some people, but have to be there for the ones who do wake up. I agree with that. And you know, I had, I, I saw quite a bit of criticism as well on the Dr. Bay interview. Or two years too late, this, that, the other. And I understand that, but you can't have that attitude. Uh, it doesn't matter when they wake up. You've you've got to continue being compassionate, and you've got to continue supporting these people because ultimately you don't know when the dominoes will fall you don't know who's going to be the catalyst for the dominoes to fall you don't know who what what someone will say or do that will wake i don't know how many people up if if you watch that interview with dr bay i was absolutely i mean i was so honored when he said to me he already had some concerns about the injections But through my content, watching my interviews with the experts, he realized what the risks were with the injections. Now, that is unbelievable to me. Something that I did months and months and months ago had a domino effect, albeit months later, but had a domino effect on a doctor speaking out bravely and taking action.
6: If Maria is the source of your awakening, I
7: think you might be in a little bit of trouble.
0: (laughs) And the expert he specifically mentioned was Dr. Robert Malone. That's the doctor who helped create this new technology called mRNA back in the 1980s and got vaccinated with Moderna to treat his long COVID.
6: But he did get Maria's attention and that's what matters. And here is a snippet of his first interview with Maria on her uncensored
5: show.
7: I mean, what are the steps? We've got about 10 minutes left, Dr. Bay. I just really want you to highlight the other steps that you are seeing in the medical field of the, of the incoming tyranny because what Dr. Zelenko said to me before he passed away was that what we saw during COVID was child's play and that what they mm. had planned was far worse. What do you see could be potential things that are coming our way?
1: I think that we should look to history as to what is going to come next. And we have experienced a great trauma with Nazi Germany experimenting and killing millions of people. Children, adults, Jews, homosexuals, gypsies, the disabled, single women even. They were insane psychopaths and they killed millions of humans and we cannot let that happen again. And yet, we are very, very close to letting it happen again. In fact, it it already is in, in many ways. There have been so many deaths and injuries from this experiment, this genetic therapy, as they call it, that we are in very dangerous territory of precisely repeating the mistakes of the past. So that is what inspires me to speak out and to keep going, is that I really believe that I'm living through a nightmare. I'm living through a situation akin to Nazi Germany of the 1930s and 1940s. And this is our opportunity now to correct the mistakes of our forefathers and foremothers, our grandparents and our great-grandparents, and to take back power away from the authorities. Because what is happening here is that we are still putting our trust in governments uh, exclusively. We're not using our brains. We're not using our ethics. I personally look to God as a source of Um, truth and humanity and principles for me and i think it's very important that people take faith in in a god or in a religion or in some form of ethics basically anything other than what the government is telling you because the government is only interested in one thing and that is power and that seems to be concentrating more and more so i foresee that they're going to use these changes to the medical law that like, they're trying to implement in Queensland now to concentrate power even more. And once you have power concentrated in fewer and fewer people like Hitler, like Goebbels, then they will use it for destructive means because they've lost their humanity. They have lost their reason for being and all they care about is more, more, more. So I am highly concerned about where this country is going I don't believe we're going to get there, actually. I believe that Australia will be safe. I believe that the world will be safe because I see people standing up now, and I, I know myself that I'm standing up. So I'm encouraged by you. I'm encouraged by some of my colleagues. I'm encouraged by all the good people of Queensland who attend the Queensland People's Protests. They give me strength. God gives me strength, and I believe that whilst this is a terrible and dangerous and big fight right now, it, this is what gives our lives meaning, and I encourage everybody to push through it because we can win. We will win. And those monsters, they will suffer for it, not us.
0: He just knows exactly who he's talking to and what she wants to hear. Give her the Nuremberg stuff. Mm. But look, let's get conspiratorial. I've had a suspicion around this doctor, but who knows what he was like as a doctor when he was practising? And by all means, we can't say he was a great doctor or a bad doctor. We don't know. But he was not highly credentialed or renowned. And as far as we know, he was a GP register, which... While this is a respectable position, a fully qualified medical doctor, he was not yet a consultant specializing in anything, and he dropped that career like a bag of hot potatoes. All that university training, no doubt many hours of study, practicum, placement hours, I don't know, the cost of that education, Mm. thrown away just like that for the sake of Maria Z. (laughs) That's got to get you thinking, right? No matter which way you look at it, it's weird. How much did he value his medical education? How vast was his knowledge in medical science? I mean, he never speaks to why or how vaccines cause the adverse reactions he claims his patients suffered. And he openly admits he consulted with his wife and they both agreed to throw their home away for this cause. Just strange stuff. I'm very thankful my husband is not red-pilled as I would be taking the house for myself (laughs) and the kids and wishing him well on his awakening. (laughs) But I digress. I don't know. You have to ask the question, why? Why, Sauce? Why? I don't know. I just think he got pilled
6: like (laughs) a bunch of other people. You know, I don't think if we look at, you know, all the different people that we come across doing this, you know, there's electricians and doctors and lawyers and bankers. And I just think he got (laughs) pilled.
0: There was just a lot of (laughs) stuff coming down the line. Yeah, like this stuff is really powerful. In other public speaking events he did, he says his wife considered divorce, as wow. he said it, but that she was coming around to the idea. I don't know. I just wouldn't gamble my kids home on this stuff. No. But in any case, it is clear he needed a career change. So things got pretty crazy for
6: Billy. He was everywhere. All the usual suspects were desperate to get him on their show. Finally, he was a star
0: he just reminds me of one of those kids who are just happy to be recognized for being a good boy (laughs) happy to get that participation award and a high five you know
6: yeah definitely I mean no longer was he just another guy marching in the anti-vax parade he now stood out of the crowd and it was his time to shine in his blue scrubs his stethoscope and his red hat Uh uh-oh don't get excited, Sandy. It's not a MAGA hat. <laughs> the red hat has the name of his protest group, Queensland People's Protest, emblazoned on it. Oh, and his title, Dr. William Bay, that's stitched across the front of his nice, clean blue scrubs.
0: Ah, And I just want to point out here, red shoes. Yep. He wears red sho- red sneakers. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but which... In the conspiratorial world, it's never a good sign. <laughs> no. Didn't they, didn't they have issues with Clive Palmer in his red shoes? Exactly. They don't like red shoes. So Billy keeps working his angle as a doctor who had come to his senses and realised the error of his way and had just been complicit in the experiment that was killing people and injuring them in ways he had seen in his practice, including one patient he pointed out had blood in his semen. Good grief. Here he is on the Australia Project speaking to Lance and Kent Brown about this apparent type of vaccine injury that was happening at the time.
9: Did you, while you were practising, see a lot of or an increase in medical issues after the vaccine came out?
1: Ah, oh, 100%. Uh, this is the thing that gives me the courage, I guess, to go on with this fight because I have lived and continue to live the horribleness of these vaccines. Whenever there was a a public campaign to scare Queenslanders into having more of these experimental gene therapy shots, I would see increasing numbers of heart problems, chest pain, difficulty breathing, and lots and lots and lots of bleeding episodes in the patients that I was visiting. Um, I didn't see some for a while because due to the mandates, I was forced out of a job for for a time. But um, for many, many months, and including now even, I am still seeing the most strangest presentations, including people unable to walk suddenly due to loss of limb function, bleeding from the nose, bleeding from the throat, chest pain, very common, of course. And even recently, and excuse my French on this one, a gentleman ejaculating blood was another thing that I came across recently. So... I am very worried about what is happening out there in the community. And I can tell you as a doctor, hand on my heart, people are getting injured all the time and we must stop doing this to ourselves immediately.
2: Wow. I, I, I want to share, um, share with you, doc, one of my, uh, one of my friends who I've known since I was 14 years of age. Um, and uh, I don't want to cast any disparaging remarks his way. He, um, He's fully vaccinated, got, got right behind the whole program. Um, even though after his first shot, he bled from his eyes. His, he had an episode where he bled from his eyes, his nose, his ears, his mouth. Um, and uh, every other hole that a male um, has, That I'll put it that way. He bled out of every hole um, in his body uh, and he persisted and when he presented to his doctor, his GP, and said, look, this is what's going on, and he'd only had the vaccine two days beforehand and he'd noticed it start almost within hours, um, the doctor said to him, don't worry, that means the vaccine is working. How, 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 how do we justify this? How do we allow people to get away um, with just spouting dogma? There's no science in that. There's no, there's no safety in that. That's just a load, a bucket of tripe. H- how do we allow people to get away with that and how do we fix it?
0: And look, again, he knows exactly who he is speaking to here. Yeah. And how is it that anti-vaxxers always know someone who has died or had some gnarly symptoms like this? I don't know any. <laughs> me either. <laughs> but what gets me is they accept it. Must have been the vaccine without asking the doctor, Billy Bay. He's right there, (laughs) medically trained, if he has any insight as to how the vaccine could possibly be causing this from a medical perspective. And Billy never offers this up either, nor does he inform the audience of any other possibility of these uh, causes of these illnesses, which he has to know are out there too. But no, everything leads back to the vaccine injury, right? But just on a side note, when it comes to Billy's relationship with the Australia Project... Billy tweeted just the other day that TAP had been pushing him to hand his Apra case over to Spiros. (laughs) (laughs) The tweet was like, boy, well, did I dodge a bullet there because it was about the um, expose on Spiros. He's like, these guys tried to get me to hand over my stuff to this scammer. Wow. But anyway, so I'm hoping Billy has found the error of his way and – having associated with tap at the time but mm. i don't think he is anymore so after busting
6: into the opera meeting they finally set a date for his suspension hearing august 16 2022 and naturally he calls for a rally out the front of the building in brisbane he actually <laughs> looks like some kind of strange freedom hunchback on that day <laughs> he's got like quite a big bulky backpack on and he's got his red inside tied <laughs> round his shoulders and it just makes it look a little bit like a hunchback I'm sorry it was just very funny <laughs> to me when I was watching it I couldn't stop laughing he just looked really weird.
0: A freedom version of the hunchback of <laughs> Notre Dame or something. <laughs>
3: Love you Billy.
6: It was a cavalcade of stars. Micah showed up with his hair in braids. Knackers Kelly was there. Teeny tiny Malcolm came along. Randall and Julia even traveled up. Oh my God. Yep, everyone was there. There was a very funny moment. Mick was doing a little bit of a speech and he was calling out a few people who had been standing staunch since before COVID. And in the corner of the screen, you see like a hand reach up and tap... <laughs> Tap on his leg And it's it's on eggs (laughs) Just making sure that he gets a call out Like (laughs) Mick obviously had no intention Of talking about it (laughs) So he snuck up and like giving him a little Oi mate don't forget me (laughs) And of course Mon mom was there (laughs) She had the Australian flag Proudly draped across her Shoulders and unsurprisingly She worked out a way to make it All about herself
3: (laughs) (laughs) You've actually, I had planned a different uh, different topic, but now that you talk about it, yeah. To the police over there, can you imagine? I was actually arrested and put in jail for 22 days recently. Um, yeah, the Victorian, yeah. But you know what I want to say to the police, actually, is that you do have a choice. Even if you have made a wrong decision and followed a corrupt order, you can actually change and decide to not do that again, and you will be forgiven. So I actually forgive all the police officers that arrested me because they're probably doing it because they just want to keep their jobs. But I, I worry for them for later on when they have to deal with the remorse and the guilt. Actually, I have no guilt, but they are going to have that guilt. So I would say to them that it is never, ever too late to start making the right decision.
6: So he had them chanting, no case to answer, and we will win. <laughs> and at one point, he led a chant of, save Dr. V, oh, which I God. just, again, I find very funny that he, he started personing himself <laughs> in a chant. <laughs> oh, I love him, Sandy. I love him. <laughs> so Gropey Grift called to let Billy know there were protests happening in all the other capital cities. I think Michael O'Neill from IMOP was at the Sydney protest. They went on a little march. Some lady in a white shirt with pilot written on it in text spoke. They complained about being censored while standing out the front of APRA with giant (laughs) megaphones.
0: That's censored, all right. It was a fucking
6: spectacle, let me tell you. (laughs) As judgment time got closer, they arranged everyone to stand across the entrance to the building and unrolled a huge banner asking why vaccine manufacturers were exempt from liability. Then it was time for the virtual hearing, which consisted of him talking to the panel live <laughs> through a megaphone, like onto his phone, and showing, like, he was running up and down the, the queue, <laughs> showing the panel, like, all the people that were standing out the front.
0: So he had the phone in his hand. So they're <laughs> with the panel from APRA, and he's using the megaphone within a foot of this phone to talk to them. It must have been blasting their ears or something. (laughs) He's such a dog. (laughs) Sorry.
3: Good, good for you. Yes, yes, Professor. Go ahead. Chair of the medical board. Yes, welcome. Thank you for having me. Is she an idiot or not a doctor? Not a doctor. Okay, the professor is asking me if she's live streaming this panel, this hearing that I was not allowed to. Are we live streaming, everybody? Is enough
1: for you? I'd love to wait for loads more.
3: Do not consent to the people of Australia listening in to what they have to say. Professor, I am here with hundreds of people of me today, standing outside the offices that you would not let me into. I have nothing to say to you except that you, APRA, are under trial,
1: not me. I have submitted my 45 pages of documents attesting to the veracity of the medical statements that I have made. I have nothing more to say except that God is watching you and you, not me, will be judged for the crimes
3: against humanity you are committing today. I won't leave the meeting. If you want to get rid of me, Professor, you need to kick me out yourself. Kick me out! Kick me out! Kick me out! Kick me out! Kick Kick me out! out. Kick me out! Kick me out! Kick Kick me out! They have kicked me out! It's all done. It's all over. They would not consent to act me speaking to, to yes. them live in front of all you people because they did not want the truth exposed. The result? I don't you know. know. In but right the meeting is, right is
6: right over. And with that, it was time to fire up that overlocker and stitch suspended <laughs> onto all of those scrubs.
3: The truth, this game, this drama, We'll be playing out soon. Are
0: you not entertained? The next day he was back on the gravy train doing as many interviews as he could and he naturally teamed up with Mike and Dave O'Neill talking about vaccines. Again, he knows who he is talking to. Yeah.
2: And yeah, Then I've been speaking out ever yeah. since.
1: Yeah, good on you, Michael. It's people like you who take action after they see something is wrong, are the type of people we need leading this country. So thank you for being a leader. Um, the, the the vaccine injuries um, in Australia have been going on for many years, as you know. Um, I myself was suspicious and doubtful of vaccines right from the start. On my first day in medical school, they tried to mandate vaccines onto me and I wasn't interested. I wanted to make my own decisions about having these vaccines in my own time, and I didn't want them to force anything into my body. And they tried to kick me out of medical school on day one. So this has just been a drawn out process. I get, it's been um, you know uh, nine, ten, so seven, four, eleven years since they tried to kick me out originally for not taking the vaccines. Still haven't taken that vaccine opera. So you may have kicked me out of your little club, but you still haven't changed my DNA. So we're still winning.
6: I wonder how much rewriting of his history is going on here. Unfortunately, he's kind of censored his backstory by removing older posts. So it's really hard to get a feel for his beliefs before COVID. We know he had issues though with that code of conduct.
0: It really is odd, and he wasn't a doctor for that long, really. Why did he even become one? Mm. It's clear here, too, that he was anti-vax from the beginning and felt very comfortable proclaiming that in the presence of renowned anti-vaxxers Mike and Dave O'Neeks. But he keeps things moving, always looking for opportunities to push himself forward with surprising appearances at Mission to Melbourne.
6: Yeah, I can't remember him being on any of those lineup posts that were going around at the time but he just kept popping up and he did give us a very funny moment. Okay,
1: Freedom Lovers, so we've got a large contingent of the Lap of Love happening here at the Tullamarine Highway or Freeway. We've got some brave protesters coming out. It's blocking, look at this, it's blocking the freeway. Just gonna turn it around for you. We're live streaming it now. We've gone 40 Ks an hour. The Freedom Lovers are coming to Victoria. Dan Andrews, it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to resign. You've broken the trust of the people of Victoria and we want our human rights back. We demand our democracy back
3: for freedom! For freedom! For freedom!
6: Who could forget the lap of love? Be gone, evil energy. (laughs) Be gone. So in that clip, he's standing on an overpass and it's just normal freeway traffic. that he's looking at, but he's got himself convinced that all of the traffic on the freeway system in Melbourne is the lap of love. Meanwhile, what we now know is the lap of love is, like, still
0: back at the car park. (laughs) And our freeways (laughs) are busy over here. Does he know Melbourne traffic? (laughs) They're still at the start trying to get out the pub car
6: park and he's standing
0: on the bridge. (laughs) And didn't he also have um, no shoes on? Yeah, and he had Dr Mark Hobart with him. Yes, and my co had the it's two stupid. sets of of glasses. So I don't know what he
6: was glasses. doing there. Oh, God, so I love this man. I love him. Look, to I be love honest, him until the end. Until correct, the end, we won't correct, love him at the end. Correct. <laughs> he was a great hype man for Tammy because he just brings so much energy and noise. He does. In November, he got a mention at a Senate Estimates session, actually, courtesy of the smallest senator in Australia, who asked. Can APRA confirm whether the General Practitioner Registrar, Dr. William Bay, is still indefinitely suspended under Section 156, immediate action powers? He has been since the 17th of August 2022 for posing a serious risk, apparently, to the safety of the Australian public for questioning the safety and effectiveness of COVID 19 vaccines. In response, APRA stated that the details of his case were confidential. But it did go on to say, there are 28 practitioners who have been subject to immediate action. As I say, the interim action we take while we investigate further. Of those 28, 11 were suspended in relation to conduct related to the spread of misinformation. For example, things like claiming that COVID-19 was fake. Claiming that the vaccine program was a government-led mind control. Ten were suspended in relation to things like failure to comply with public health orders, serious or at times fraudulent behaviour. Also things like fake facts, administration, or indeed concerns about large-scale exemption certificates, not consistent with the guidance from a TAGI. Seven practitioners have not been suspended, but have had restrictions placed on their registrations, which cover things like requirements for additional supervision, or limitations in relation to what they can do around issuing vaccination exemptions or their prescribing. Hmm. Right. Hmm. (laughs) We probably could tell you who some of those
0: (laughs) 28 were. (laughs) There is a few possibly at the end of this episode. Correct.
6: (laughs) Correct. (sighs) So eventually he does the inevitable and declares that he will take APRA to the High Court. And everyone is very excited. They bloody love it when someone says they're going to court. Yes, the court cases. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets some cracking content, lodging paperwork and talking ad nauseum about winning and freedom. But in a flip the script moment for Billy, he loses. Oh, And not only does he lose, he finds out about it during a live with gropy Grift and another freedom doc, Paul Oosterhouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, some rando in the comments broke the news to him, much to the disgust of his followers, who were upset by this commentator, <laughs> spoiling the surprise that they had spent over three hours watching and waiting oh, for.
6: <laughs> his little face in that one as well. It was like that time when he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and he got the answer wrong. Oh, not much. But winning. never fear. Our hero kicks off yet another protest oh, outside the Opera building, complete with megaphones, whistles and a few faithful supporters. He's asked to move on by the local constabulary and refuses, so it's off to the clink, oh. only to resurface the next day with the obligatory jail stories. a For God's a
3: jolly good
1: fella, please, and so say all of you, hooray! Hi Michael, hi everybody, and hi Australia, thanks for coming. Fantastic victory today in court, i tell you why, because in there they tried their best to break me, to break the rule of freedom in Australia, to get me to sign a piece of paper, Wayne, to say that I was never allowed to protest again in in, the, in one quarter of Brisbane City, but I did not, I will not, I shall not comply, and together we will win! I kind of love you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Love you too. Thanks for coming, Cafe Locked Out, all the way. Um, met some good people in there, met some bad people. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that they, they don't allow shoes in there. That was the hardest thing. Cold floors, cold concrete, um, you know, feces on the floor, blood on the walls, um, and the urine smell. Yeah, great stuff all around. But the, the real victory here today, as I said, was. They told me I had to sign bail with conditions, otherwise you know, I was, I was going away. And they kept asking me again and again to sign for the conditions. But the more they kept asking me, the more I kept thinking, no, that there's a reason they keep wanting me to just give in. And so I held the line. What were the conditions? The conditions were, and I can show you right here, the conditions were that I never ever again, until this matter is finalised, return, to I must not enter the Brisbane Street area bounded by Edward Street, Adelaide Street, Turbot Street, and Albert Street, Brisbane City. So they were literally trying to prohibit political protest ever again, peaceful political protest, but they didn't win. And I'm glad, Michael, because we need it. Old
6: Hurricane B. <laughs>
0: Actually sounds quite gross in there. <laughs> <laughs> he
6: hardly did hard time. He was in the bloody city watch <laughs> oh. Carrying on That's like winning. he was like in sailblog h <laughs> but not everything comes up rosy for Billy. He does cross swords with others in the movement. His light just sounds too bright, and the fickle freedom world can be a lonely, lonely place.
0: Oh yeah, we got games of Th- Game of Thrones happening in this yep. freedom movement. He posts about a mysterious meeting with
6: Mike McCabe, a man who says he runs the freedom movement. This bloke's actually a bit of an enigma. I've Hmm. seen a couple of photos, and I believe he ran for Australia One at some point, but then he had a bit of a falling out with Big Rick, who now calls him controlled opposition. Of course. Anyway, Mike meets Billy in a coffee shop and tells him to stay in his lane and leave the legal stuff to the lawyers. He said he can make Billy famous and keep him safe. He even calls him a dead man walking. Billy is told he isn't allowed to go to Canberra for the big reunion and that people will come after him if he does. But Billy says, no, I will never give in and I will not stay in my lane. I only take Jesus as my advocate and will do everything as I see fit according to my principles. What's best for Australia and what God asks me to do.
0: What a man. Yep. He had a run-in with Tricky, who referred to him as a trainee doctor.
6: <laughs> that's funny,
0: though. Like, it that's such funny. a barn
6: from Tricky. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not up to Tricky's standards. And Tricky wouldn't let him speak at a rally. And he also got in the way of Merrill and the Australian Vaccination Risk Network and a case called Australian Babies Case, which was a challenge to the TGA's approval of the COVID vaccination for infants. Billy believed this case may set a precedent with unintended consequences and that it also had no chance of being successful. This belief also put him in the crosshairs of Serene. In the end, the case was abandoned.
6: But the funniest spat happened out the front of Queensland Governor Jeanette Young's place when he tangled with those naughty nanas. Ruby and her gang of seniors had been teaming up with Trumpet Dan and Everyday Phil to call out Tricky and Billy as controlled opposition. So what did Billy do? He jumped in his car and headed straight down to that gate to confront them head on.
1: Hello. So I'm still broadcasting, everybody. now. so Ruby, why am I controlled opposition? Please let me know. Did you,
3: you didn't say it. Did you me say it. That I might where have been did, talking
0: about: Ellie, where, where
1: did you hear this So I watched your broadcast on Saturday here at the Government House, which I respect you for, as you know, I've been here t- twice before, and ironically, on our Saturday protest at King George Square, we were sub- organizing a rally for, for you, ironically, on, which we're still going to do, by the way, because we still support you. On the 21st of September, on Wednesday to make sure that this hideous beast in there, she does not extend the state of emergency. So as we are watching the review of your broadcast, and again, great credit to you being here every day. There's nobody doing greater work than you. We saw that um, there was a gentleman on the broadcast calling me a uh, controlled opposition. Um, was it you? Okay. And, and you said, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. And you know, we, we'll let the people make up their own mind about that. It's not the right time to talk about it right now. So that concerns me because the big problem with the freedom community in Australia is that there's a lot of division and hate and I don't want that. I want to have um, truth on our side and if the public sees that we're fighting amongst ourselves, how can they trust us if they don't even trust me or you? So I want you to trust me. So let's go. What don't you what you don't trust about me?
0: She didn't so, say it. I didn't say it. She just how, said how, yeah how yeah did, to someone saying it. How, how do you know that I was saying that I hear you
9: regarding
1: that. What, was it a comment that you put off. No no. She it was said, a comment that um oh, comment. it that was a That's right. Yes. I don't know.
9: And, and what did I
1: say? I said, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you, yes. I hear you. And um, that's up for the people to make up their own minds about. Uh, and then you cut yourself and said, we need to talk about that at a later stage. If, look, if you don't think I'm controlled opposition, then that's That's great. I can, I can walk away now. I'm not here to provoke anything that's not true. It's just that many people have been saying that of late. And since that was coming from a person I respect, I needed to reach out to you and find out what the, what the problem is. If you are worried about that, or
9: I, you just I, let me know. Um, I have I don't even, I don't focus on controlled opposition. Mm-hmm. That's not actually in my vocabulary. I um, If I said I hear you, I was possibly referring to something else that he was saying. So I think this okay. might be a misinterpretation.
1: Okay, all right. So you don't, you don't think I'm controlled opposition then? No. Okay, well, that's, well then we've got nothing to talk about. Thank you. Okay, I'll okay. see you on the 21st. Thank you.
6: <laughs> Ruby turned to literal water. She was like, eyes were like darting from side to side. It was like she was looking for an escape hatch. She was was very coy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
6: The funniest bit, though, he actually got a tech chair and pitched it right out the front in the driveway and started yelling (laughs) at Ruby and all of her friends to come over and talk to him. Again, all on live stream. Ultimate showman, this bloke. Ultimate showman.
0: And so to cap this off, I want to give Billy Bay a few minutes to tell us what the solution and the cure is. How are we going to do all that winning?
3: Hello, Australia. Tonight, I'm going to give you a solution like no other. I promise you happiness. I promise you instant success. I promise you that you will even look much better than you did before. How can I prescribe this miracle cure? Because now I am a free doctor of Australia.
1: Sorry, I should say a free suspended doctor. I don't want to get a $60,000 fine. But it is a wonderful time to be alive and it is a wonderful time to be here speaking before you tonight.
3: Because there is an illness in this society And thankfully, there is a cure. What is this illness? It is an illness of the heart. As a former doctor, I have seen many young people,
1: old people, black and white, suffer at the hands of a tyrannical government. I have seen them lose hope. I have seen them lose faith. I have seen them not know what to do at all, and they are sad and lost Suffering.
3: But there is an answer to this suffering, and that answer, that solution, in my opinion, is God.
6: Amen, Amen, Billy. Praise be. And well, it looks like God is going to be the only solution when the doctors surrounding you are anti vaxxers looking for clout from the freedom movement. And if you're choosing to go without in order to stand firm in your truth and your cause, then you have found the type of doctor who will be happy to assist you in that sacrifice. Take Vicky, for example.
0: We have spoken about Vicky before, but just a quick update. Vicky is a woman in Victoria who unfortunately has biventricular heart failure, which means both the left side of her heart and the right side don't work, and she has to have a bivad placed, which is a biventricular-assisted device that pumps the blood through the heart for her. Usually a bivad is a bridging device used temporarily and not for long-term use as there are complications that come with the device, but the ultimate solution is a transplant. Whoa, 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 Sandy. (laughs) What's going on here? <laughs> are, Sandy, are you a doctor? <laughs> no, not really. But that is, in fact, all the credit that goes towards a wonderful doctor out of the US who took a particular interest in Vicky's case when it was brought to her attention via Mandy medal and vexatious litigant on Twitter. That's how I came across her too. I mean, I love the network we have on that platform, even if it is a bit mm. of a bin fire at the moment. But... This doctor is Dr. Priya, and she is a triple board certified physician in pulmonary medicine, critical care medicine, and lifestyle medicine with experience in organ donation. So she is a very person qualified to speak on this specific issue. And most importantly, she has not been suspended or decertified for spreading misinformation anywhere. So I'll gladly accept her expertise. (laughs) But she has graciously obliged me, letting me use her as an example. So no, that was not or did not definitely come from me. (laughs) I copied her word for word. (laughs) And what she has had to say about this case, but I do encourage you to go listen to a Twitter space that she recorded Mm. where she breaks down Vicky's case from a medical healthcare perspective and debunks the statement released by Vicky's lawyer, Serene Tefahar's office, about what happened with this case. Link is in the show notes, and the space goes for about oh, a little over two hours. But if you go to ten minutes in through to one hour, you'll get the breakdown. But let's listen to a bit
10: about what she had to say. So, um, you know, again, look, as far as as far as I'm concerned, Vicky, it, again, to be told you are dying, it, it, it's a it, being on the other side of that, right, of having to tell people they are dying. It's a unique thing to have to hear that information. And people react to that very differently. I don't blame Vicky for anything she has done to be very honest with you. the Going towards the tribunal, suing the board. I mean, if any of us were in that position and we truly believed that we were right, we would be doing that and more, right? We would absolutely be doing everything we could to save our own lives. Like I, I fully understand that. My frustration is my frustration with Vicky really stems from the fact that it is illogical to believe that you would trust your doctors to know that you're a candidate for transplantation, to find a donor for you that is a good donor, to do the surgery appropriately and have all the technical know-how to do it, and then have all the physiologic medical knowledge needed to keep you alive after transplantation, right, with all of the the regimen that you're on, because as a reminder, this is something I always told transplant patients, we're going to put you on three medications to prevent you from rejecting your organs. And then we're going to put you on 15 medications to counteract the side effects of the first three, right? So you're going to trust them to do all of that. You're going to trust them to do all of your cardiac biopsies right? You get heart biopsies periodically the first year of your heart transplant to make sure you're not experiencing rejection. You're going to trust them if you do have rejection to know how to treat that rejection. Is it cellular rejection? Is it antibody-mediated rejection? If you get an infection, you're going to trust them to know how to treat that, but you're not going to trust them on this one thing. That is what doesn't make sense to me. Go ahead, John.
1: I just want to reinforce, I know you mentioned a little bit about it earlier, but you know, the people that I saw that were vaccinated for COVID and still have the worst like prognoses and outcomes were people that were transplanted and had COVID, even though they were vaccinated. They were, those were usually the ones that, you know, had the highest mortality of the, of the vaccinated patients that I saw. So, but,
10: right. It's like 15, it's like 15%, right? Yep. In most yep. studies, it's, a, it's, a, it's 15% or higher for solid organ transplant recipients who contract so, COVID
1: yep so that I mean so the, the i just the plan's making the fact that she was worried about the transplant being a risk or i mean the uh, vaccine being a risk for you know heart function is just it's she was giving really really bad advice given by her team, which is it, it's it just it just sucks for her.
10: Right. That's, that's what frustrates me the most. Isn't, isn't Vicky's stubbornness, although clearly she, she clearly had some anti-vax tendencies, right? Because she had refused flu shots in the past, which if I'm on an Elvad, just, I would not be refusing flu shots. Um, but anyway, r- really, my, my point is this, there are multiple people in her life that could have guided her and they didn't, right? There, she was... The anti-vax movement used her and that is so sad to me. I feel very bad for her. I hope with all my heart that she finds a solution and that she finds a center that is willing to incur this risk and willing to do this. I would not do this because I do not think that it actually helps her. I think that you are not conferring survival benefit to somebody who is not fully vaccinated. Um, And when I say, I think that's what the, when I say, I think that's not my opinion. That's what the data is showing. Right. And so despite that, I hope that Vicky finds what she's looking for. And if she can't find that, I hope she finds peace. Um, And I am furious, enraged at the anti-vax movement in Australia that reinforced those ideas for her. Right. I mean, it feels a lot to me like that person who is struggling with addiction and they're really trying their best to navigate the space and you're the asshole giving them drugs. As opposed to helping them get to rehab. I mean, that's a weird analogy and I don't mean that as disrespect to anybody suffering from addiction, addiction is a real serious disease, and it is a disease that is not like a failure of willpower. That's an absolutely ridiculous concept. Um, I, I just couldn't think of an analogy in the moment, so my apologies. I did not mean that to be offensive. Um, okay, but that, but that was it. I mean, that's really all I had to say. Um, thank you, everyone who's been here. If, like I said, if any, anybody-
0: I want to highlight a few points that Dr. Priya made during this space's recording first being the claim Serene's team made during the hearings that the vaccine would cause her to get an autoimmune disease while simultaneously claiming it will suppress her immune system, which makes no sense, and that a suppressed immune system is actually what you want after mm-hmm. a transplant. That stops organ rejection. She also debunks the claim made by Serene that the hospital dragged her along and then suddenly checked her kidneys and discovered they were too damaged and made her ineligible for a donation regardless of a vaccination status, which ended their whole case. But Dr. Priya said that considering Vicky has a bivad, they would have been checking her kidneys at least every three months, realistically biweekly to monthly, but that her condition was degenerative that got to her kidneys over time and that it made sense that the hospital says she's no longer a candidate due to her kidney failure. But the most disturbing part Dr. Priya pointed out was that During the hearings, which she watched, she noted at the point where they discovered there was no longer any options for Vicky due to her kidney, Serene went as far as inquiring to the tribunal for an indication of their decision prior, and when it was determined that her case likely would not succeed, they withdrew the case rather than setting a negative precedence that would affect their anti-vax cause for future cases, and advocating for Vicky was done. The entire thing surrounding Vicky had elements of the baby will saga
6: in New Zealand that Sandy reported on on the Conditional Release Program podcast, where the parents agreed to the heart surgery, but not the blood product that would be required during the surgery, because that blood is not screened for vaccinations. That's on episode 116, if you want to go and have a listen. With both cases, you have the anti-vax lawyers, one suspended, and one facing charges and possible suspension. Experts that lack credibility, anti-vax influencers and alternative media creating a social media circus to push the anti-vax narrative surrounding cases that have no merit and no chance of winning in court, and very sick people who desperately need treatment being pushed to the brink.
0: So this is something we are seeing now. It's modus operandi for them, and we will continue to see them push and the sacrifices will continue to happen. But the story doesn't end here. See, they have already moved on to their next Marto, and this one might be just as distressing as the Baby Will case because here we are not talking about an adult anti-vaxxer making a decision that will cost them their own life. This is the case of Dazzle, who is only 16 years old and requires a transplant. You already know where this is going and you are correct. Dazzle and her parents are refusing her a COVID vaccine, making her ineligible for the waiting list.
6: We're not going to talk too much about the details of this case because she is a 16-year-old child. Exactly, Um, yep. But we do know that she has been primed and embraced by the Freedom Movement. And Michael Gray-Grift is setting this up to be a miracle and that she is here to save them all because according to Dazzle, when she was battling cancer and was placed in a coma, she had a vision of having walked to a luminescent bridge and having someone called Elohim tap her on the shoulder and tell her she was not ready to cross the bridge and to turn back, and then she woke up from her coma. And who is Elohim?
0: Well, that was God. And who should be there praising her for taking a stance against the COVID vaccine and standing in her truth? Suspended Dr. Billy Bay.
6: This completes another Deep Dive episode. Now you have the background on Billy Bay and his showy antics. He has of course lodged an appeal against his verdict and also announced that he will run for the Queensland state election, of course. So expect more entertainment from the suspended doctor at large. Oh, good Lord. Mhm.
0: I personally believe doctors should be governed and held to certain standards. I certainly don't want doctors being allowed to doctor in any way they see fit. That sounds scary to me. So I'm team APRA on this one. Of course, I do believe that there should be pathways for doctors to speak up within the industry when they believe something is wrong and that their concerns should be heard. Uh, But when someone gets caught up in the movement and is publicly out there appealing to social media influences and undermining a pandemic, we're in irrational territory and I cannot take this doctor seriously. I personally am thankful to APRA for having suspended his licence and happy to let them and the courts deal with him.
6: Yeah, I think you're right there, Sandy. (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Sauce149 and l with two E's. If you want to chat with us over there, uh, we do have some news and views to catch you up on, but until then, stay well, everyone, and remember,
0: we are winning. Hang around to listen to Michael Grey Grift on his Facebook Live with Vicky, Dazzle, and three suspended doctors Dr. Paul Oosterhuis dr miley trin and dr william bay and hear for yourselves what creepy stuff they're up to as they pray for vicky and dazzle and hold dazzle up as the next savior for their anti-vax agenda she's 16 years old save the children right
1: We, we, we may not be able to give you a, a heart now or, or lungs to Dazzle now, but what we can do, why don't we all pray now, Michael and others, for these uh, two just, beautiful just souls. before we do,
8: William, I just have one thing that I want Dazzle. Finally said your name right, Dazzle, 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 Dazzle. <laughs> There's, uh, dazzle, what did uh, Elohim say to you? Because you were facing the bridge and they asked you to come over the bridge. What did he say to you after he touched your shoulder?
9: He told me not to walk um, over to the bridge and go back. And that's so when I woke up. Do
8: you think when he said go back to us, he meant come back to here and, and just die? I don't mean to be thing, but do you think that's what he meant? Or do you think he meant come back no, and live?
9: I think he just want me to come back and live the life that I want and just keep fighting.
5: Yeah, you probably was saying to you, this is not your time. Yeah, and, you know, we all have our timing, you know. I mean, the doctors can say one thing, but at the end of the day, it's our creator that decides. And unfortunately now the doctors have been in a position where they can play God, and that's wrong. But, you know, they'll get the wrath of God.
8: Do you think, Dazzle, or I do, that he sent you back here for us to try save you? because we've got the wealth we've got the expertise we've got you know and that if we don't then the ones who will lose will be us so in a way i wonder if he sent you back to us for you you little dynamite and vicky here to save us from ourselves and this dark path we're going down he is the light you're the light we go to you and put everything into trying, saving both of you, regardless of our vaccine manners. We're saving both of you. And in doing so, we save ourselves. And on that, I think, because we're running out of time, I'll let William, because he is our fire and brimstone preacher, (laughs) I'll let William lead us in a prayer.
1: Okay. Well, Australia, please join with us now in in praying for these two beautiful souls. and In fact, all... Australians that are discriminated by these illegal and unethical policies regarding these COVID-19 injectables. Jesus, I pray to you that Dazzle and Vicky are saved. They are saved in your heart, in your kingdom. I pray that you will guide and protect these two gorgeous souls and give them strength, Lord, as they fight the tyranny that is on this earth, And may you receive them into your arms at a time of your choosing, not by the choosing of these unethical doctors or an unethical medical system, but by their choice and by your choice alone, Lord. And may you bless them. May you keep them. May you make your face shine upon them, Lord. May you be gracious to these two beautiful ladies. And may you give them peace in their quest to do what is right. In Jesus' name,
8: amen. -hmm. Amen. Amen. Might I just say, too, to Australians, and I'm going to let the doctor and let the rest finish. To Australians everywhere, no matter what you believe, or even if you're an atheist, I know inside you there is a compass, and you know it, and you know where's good, and you know where's wrong. And Mr. Albany, Prime Minister, to the Prime Minister, and everyone else, we are heading in the wrong direction, and we all know it. It's time for us as a people. To remember everything that's good about us and turn around and start walking back into the right direction. And these two women are lighthouses. They are something to aim for. We have to get behind them and try save them. Uh, saying that, I'll let Paul, Miley, uh, Dazzle, and then Vicky, and then we're gone. So, Paul. Yes, Paul.
1: Well, uh, thank you, uh, William, for that prayer. I, I think we're being tested. We're definitely all being tested, but the two of you are being tested very directly, um, and uh, we have to put this in God's hands. Um, it, it's beyond, you know, beyond human power. But with the, with maybe God will be able to get through to their hearts and, and, and make them see that discrimination is wrong. We've always known that discrimination was wrong. We knew apartheid was wrong, we fought against it. This is another form of apartheid. I don't know why they can't see it, but we who can see it know that this is a crime and that this is wrong, and that's my closing
9: remark. God bless you guys.
5: Thank
8: Thank
9: you. you. Gazelle, you're the the most beautiful and smartest girl. Um, You know, all these doctors that are on the other side, you're smarter than, than them. They they had no idea that the vaccine's bad, and you 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 know you're not even you don't know anything about medicine yet. You're able to de, de, uh, figure out that the vaccine's bad. So you're a smart girl, and God sent you back because in my heart I believe that that you're gonna be okay. That you know, um, whatever's gonna happen. Uh, because God is in control of everything. Uh, our lives on earth is very short. Uh, while we want to be here and we want to be useful, um, our life here is short, but our life in heaven is eternal. And I want to say that God heals, God still heals today as in my, in biblical time. And you know what? God healed me. I had, I used to have a pacemaker. I had a pacemaker for 19 years and I've, wow. I've had the pacemaker removed, and I'm okay. So God still heals, and I just want you to hold that in your heart and seek God and ask God to heal you because he can.
8: Amen. Okay. Anything to say? Amen. To sex is ill, you're going to be lost.
5: <laughs> um, thank you so much, doctors. You really do um, uh, bring some faith that there are some very good doctors Um, that really do um, care. May God bless you, all of you, um, you know, and please continue this path of, um, you know, being the light um, because, you know, you've sort of, um, it's your Hippocratic oath that you need to um, be truthful to and that is to um, cause no harm, (laughs) Um, also, I would like to thank you, Michael, um, for the interview. Um, I'd like to thank my advocate, Serena Vaha, for um, helping me through the court um, case. I'd like to thank the uh, Freedom Party Victoria for their uh, ongoing support. I would like to thank Senator Babbitt from UAP um, for also supporting me and his team, who have been lovely. Um, Dave Onyx, um, and every other individual who has reached out to me and, um, um, offered to help. I thank you. Thank you so much. And that's all, um, look, we're in this together. <laughs> we're in yeah. this together, sweetie. Okay. I we're mean, good you good. know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I may be old enough to be your mother, but, um, I'm saying that, you know, um, we're in this together. Um, God will never, um, Forsake us. Um, we just need to stand in our truth, and um, and hopefully we can be, you know, the shining light. I suppose. Um, I don't know, but you know, we need to stand in our truth, and 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 truth will set us free. Eight thirty-two.
8: <laughs>
3: dazzle,
8: dazzle. Mm-hmm. Tell the Australians that are watching, and hopefully more will watch. The floor is yours, my darling. Give us, tell us your thoughts as we leave. Anything you I want will, to say?
9: I just wanted to say thank you all for all the love and support, and I think God sent me back here so I could meet you guys all. Like you guys are all amazing. If He didn't send me back, I don't think I would meet you guys and,
3: yeah
1: thank you
9: and i just want everyone to stay safe and god bless
8: amen thank you. good night australia watch the show think about what you're doing think about where you're going josh i love you you're amazing
10: love you brother think love about you what
8: you're going yeah. and fight thank you so much doctors uh ryan is going to start now to talk about the voice mm-hmm. uh good night good night guys, good night,
3: guys.
1: Okay from us.